Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. The folks who build homes are feeling good. From Marketplace, I'm Sabri Beneshore, in for David Brancaccio. Happy President's Day. Home builders were more confident in January than they were in December, according to a recent survey from the National Association of Home Builders. The growing confidence is mostly, they say, because there's a lot of demand for housing and mortgage rates are lower than they were late last year. That said, the survey found that construction companies are still having a hard time securing the building materials they need. Marketplace's Justin Ho has more. It's been especially hard to find sophisticated equipment lately, says John Kirk, the founder of the LightPath Company, a multifamily developer based in New Braunfels, Texas, that includes transformers, circuit breakers, electric meters. Anything that has a chip in it, uh, your HVAC equipment, air handlers, compressors. Kirk says there's high demand for that kind of equipment. That's because a lot of construction projects kicked off a few years ago. And more recently, they're moving out of the planning and design phase. Once you start construction, you start buying out the materials and assembling and building the project. Other more basic materials are getting easier to find and cheaper. That includes lumber and steel. But Susan Wachter, a real estate professor at the Wharton School, says there's still a shortage of skilled labor and available lots. As a result, labor costs have increased and land costs are still increasing. Walker says that it'll continue to put pressure on the cost of housing, especially as demand for new homes stays high. I'm Justin Ho for Marketplace. U.S. markets are closed to honor President's Day. Before there was money, there were hands. You'd just hand over the barley in exchange for the goat, or whatever people bought back then. The first currency we know of was the Mesopotamian shekel in circulation around 2150 BC. The first check is debated, but it may have been in the early 1500s in Amsterdam. The credit card was invented in 1946 in Brooklyn. PayPal came along in 1999, Apple Pay in 2014. And in 2020, we returned to the hand. Amazon launched Amazon One, a system to make purchases just by waving your hand. No embedded chip, 
just your hand under a scanner. Now available at Whole Foods. Here to tell us more is Wall Street Journal technology reporter Christopher Mims. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. How does this work exactly? Amazon has this sensor that takes a picture of your hand and also kind of peers through your hand. And it comes up with a unique biometric, which is just sort of digest of what your hand looks like. And then it links that to your identity and your credit cards. As they say, if you don't pay for the product, you are the product. Like, what is the business model here? I think the business model here for Amazon is they ultimately want to own that customer relationship the way that Google or Apple has tried to with um, Apple Pay or Google Pay. So that data is definitely valuable. But, you know, in the future, you could see them using it to help promote their own in-house credit card, for example. Because you'd also have to get the businesses to install a hand reader next to their credit card reader. Yes. And that is hard. I mean, we all remember how long it took for businesses to install payment terminals that accepted contactless payment. Even with the carrot of the contactless era during the pandemic, it took businesses a long time. So that's a bit of a reach for a lot of them. One place you might see this show up sooner could be, for example, to control entry into buildings. So you might wave your hand to identify yourself before you go into work. If Amazon has a scan of your hand, it has biometric data. How's that data stored? And how might it be used? And how might it be protected? Amazon insists that they're storing just this encrypted abstraction of your hand. Their sensor just looks at your hand, extracts the relevant features, and then just stores that as some gobbledygook that only Amazon can understand. So that's one of the ways that they claim that they're making this more secure. It's not like... Certain things we've heard about face recognition where they were really just based on these databases of recognizable faces that could be exploited in all kinds of ways. I mean, is Amazon alone in trying to do this or is there actually a ecosystem of startups trying to get into this world? There's a huge ecosystem of companies working on identifying us with parts of our bodies. So Apple's new Vision Pro headset identifies users with an iris scan. If you want to travel to Europe, there's a lot of places in the EU now where you've got to submit to some kind of biometric face scan. Then there are other folks trying to work on payments with hands. Companies like Fujitsu have been working on this for decades. And uh, the other day I saw someone was trying to make it work for vending machines. So you imagine, you know, your kid enrolls and then every time they walk by a vending machine (laughs) at their school, they're just like, I want a Coke. And they wave their hand. That sounds so dangerous (laughs) for the parents' wallets. Do you think this has a real chance of taking off? I think in the long run, it will take off because we will just become accustomed to the convenience of the world around us just instantly identifying us as who we say we are and not having to present, you know, a driver's license when you want to buy like alcohol or tobacco, let's say, not having to pull out a swipe card when you want to get into a building at work. Not having to even have your phone or your credit card with you when you want to make a quick purchase at a coffee shop. It just feels so convenient that once people get used to it, they're they're not going to want to go back. Wall Street Journal technology reporter Christopher Mims, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. In New York, I'm Sabri Beneshore with the Marketplace Morning Report. 
from APM American Public Media.